0: Welcome to the I and Team Podcast with Brian Smith and Mary Smith. You are more important to your team than you might believe. Everybody has something to contribute, and most importantly, that's influence. Learn more on today's program. Now, here is
1: Brian Smith and Mary Smith. Good day, everybody. This is Brian Smith, and I'm here with Mary
0: Actually, guys, I'm here with my dad, yeah, finally. There you go. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sorry. I've been traveling. It's a busy, busy time of year, um, traveling around the country. And uh, in a couple of days, I'm headed over the pond uh, to Europe to deal with clients. But welcome to the and Teams uh, podcast. And we're going to have an interesting discussion uh, this uh, episode about relationships and managing relationships and you know uh it's funny because well Mary's my daughter and Hmm. being my daughter it can be difficult and not that we have any difficulties but you know family relationships within business friend relationships within business friend relationships that you have made because of your business so you started doing business with somebody and you've now become friends with them Um, expectations that are set in those uh, relationships and how to manage them when they go bad. And if you've read our first book, um, Find the Eye and Team, I talk about some difficult situations and some, you know, some history that we've had with relationships in partnerships. And, you know, uh, for a lack of other other word, I think if you read the book, they make me sad, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, um, they've affected not only me and the rea- the relationships that I had with people, but it also affected my family. Uh, Renee, my wife, and the and the relationship that she built with the spouses of those partners, my children, uh, who had relationships with their with their children, can be affected. And you know, we all contribute to a relationship. No relationship fails because of just one side or the other. It still takes two for a failure. Um, we still have to make a choice. Making a choice to walk away is contributing to a failure. And we're going to uh, hopefully not digress and talk about that. What brought this to mind is that we are const- constantly faced with issues in our business. and. With challenges. We work with partners all the time. We work with clients all the time. You can develop a personal relationship or a business relationship with a client.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, well not only the clients but the clients teams too. Yes. So it's like it turns into like this little branch of all these people that you're connecting with.
1: Yes. So and, and it can be difficult. You can find yourself in a bad situation or a tough situation, challenging situation where you have to have a discussion about business. um, And you have to call out traits that you might accept as a person in a personal relationship, but in a business relationship, you just can't do it. Um, And my advice to everybody when you do that is to call it out. Um, Just be honest. And if the person that you are having this conversation with can't deal with it, Try to walk them through it. Most of the time they'll react emotionally. Uh, They'll get defensive. We all get that. Expect that they will act that way. Don't expect that you're going to bring something difficult to a business relationship discussion or a personal relationship discussion and expect people to go, oh yeah, I agree. I mean, they don't want to agree. They don't want None of us like being told that we've done something wrong. Or that we are making mistakes or that we've contributed to some kind of a mistake. It's not a pleasant thing uh, for humans to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of us don't go out in the morning and say, well how much can we mess up somebody's day? You know, or how much can we mess up somebody's company or somebody's project? You know, we don't start the day with the thought, how can I disrupt? Um, in a negative way somebody's life but Mm -hmm. sometimes the decisions we make um, the actions we take the conversations that we have do just that they disrupt in a negative way and uh, my advice is is tackle those things and if you are on the receiving end of that scenario then Do your best to be objective and to listen. Understand that the person that is uh, bringing to your attention something that they feel was negative. Yes, they do have a perspective of that. And you may not see that perspective as they do. You may not have full understanding of why they feel the way they do at that time. Give them the chance to lay out what it is that's upsetting them. If they're emotional, Recognize the emotion and allow for that emotion to uh, get through that first initial uh, burst that usually happens and then set back and say, okay, now can you tell me, you know, what led up to this, you know, how did it get out of control? And if it's something that you own, own it. If it's something that somebody on your team owns, don't deflect to your team member, just own it for your team. You know, if you have to sit down with a team member and have another difficult conversation with that team member, take the same approach. Rinse and repeat, you'll hear me say that a lot, right? Mm -hmm. The broken record, rinse and repeat. If you become consistent in how you tackle relationship issues and how you manage your relationship, the expectations that people have from you will be consistent and you will become consistent more often. I
0: think it's important too. It's like if someone's coming to you and it's not fun to have to be the person to express to another person that you are having like an issue with them, like it's not fun for either side, but I think it's important to realize for both sides that you care about that person enough to tell them. It's like when you have something in your teeth and if someone lets you walk around looking ridiculous all day, that's not cool. So if you have like a personnel, I mean, right? Like it's not cool. If you have something in your teeth, I'm gonna tell you because I mean, it's not gonna be fun being like, hey bro, you have something in your teeth, but you're not gonna walk around looking ridiculous in front of a bunch of people. So when someone has to have a difficult conversation with you, it's not fun for them either, but they're doing it because it stems from a place of care for you because they want to help you be better. And I know that that's kind of hard when you're on the receiving end and hearing something that you don't really wanna hear, but it's nice to look at those times as learning opportunities and also to appreciate that this person like took the time to tell you and to try to help you and it does like conjure a lot of emotions for both sides but most of the time these are like learning opportunities and growth opportunities so when we can try to like get past like the emotional part of these difficult conversations and try to understand that like we have empathy for one another and that we care for one another then it makes the conversation a lot easier and you can look at it as a growth opportunity for both of you and then when you move forward in the future like maybe those conversations won't be as difficult because then you can have like real conversations being like hey like you messed this up can you do better next time you should be like yeah instead of having like a full-on sit-down conversation like all right listen man like You did this wrong and then you get all emotional but maybe in the future like if you work on it then you can just be you you didn't do well that time friend do better and you should be like okay
1: (laughs) that's funny because people from our generation don't think of the caring part usually first i don't think we realize that one of the things that drives us to help our team members get better is an underlying subconscious human need to help other people and to be caring. And nobody thinks like that, though. I mean, you do. Mary does. You know, I'm proud that Mary does think like that. She's very conscious of how uh, uh, or why she does certain things. Me, Uh, The first thing I think about when I walk into a room and have to have a difficult discussion with somebody um, isn't that I care for them. But I do understand philosophically and, you know, just understand that that is an underlying drive is that I do care about that person because if I didn't, I wouldn't be working with them. Mm -hmm. Number two, I do care about that person because that person affects me and has influence over me and has influence over Other parts of my life that are really important and as the leader of IA I have an opportunity to have to have difficult discussions often Mm -hmm. not particularly with the IA staff but for our clients and for the teams that we support we are often engaged to have those conversations and through contract, yes, we feel we have an obligation to do that work. But as we, this is, this is a perfect example of what happens in our business is that we get hired to do something and it's a business transaction and then we walk into an office and meet new people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those same new people are the ones that we have to have difficult conversations with on a regular basis. Those conversations get more difficult internally because our relationships get better The more that we interact with those people in their office, the closer we become as humans Mm -hmm. and the more difficult they become. But we have to overcome that internal struggle that we have on a regular basis. So when you're at your office dealing with your teams, it's even harder. And it's why we have a business that does that. It's why people hire us because one of the most difficult things you're going to do is have these types of conversations with your team members Mm -hmm. i don't care if it's an employee if it's a peer if it's a partner if it's a customer they're the most difficult conversations that you can have in your life because Mm -hmm. they have a dramatic effect on your area your sphere of influence right then
0: Mm -hmm. and i don't know about you but um i think the most difficult part for me by having those conversations is My fear of, like, hurting the other person. Like, it's not my intention when I have those conversations to hurt the person that I'm talking to. My intention is to help them. But my fear and the uncomfortable feeling that I have stems from the fact that I don't want to hurt their feelings. Is that I want them to know that I'm helping them. So that's where, for me, the difficult part comes in.
1: Right. Yeah, and confrontation is the way it's often looked at. So when you're managing your relationships, the last thing we want to have in our relationships is confrontation. And people look at these conversations as confrontational, Mm -hmm. right? So we often hear from our clients and their team members, I don't like confrontation. I don't like confrontation. And they try to outsource that confrontation to us. Well, our approach towards these conversations is not confrontational so we try to take a more conversational approach towards that and if you can set the stage lay the foundation for these interactions because they're going to have to happen there's going to be issues that have to be discussed they do not have to be confrontational they can be more of a communication Mm -hmm. they can be more of a discussion that you have you know um We've heard the term Monday morning quarterbacking. You know,
0: you. Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh,
1: well, Mary's going to get a little lesson. So, Monday morning quarterbacking, as a lot of you may know, is when, you know, uh, you go through an issue and somebody from the outside comes in and says, Oh, yeah, I told you so. I could have told you that would have happened. And they kind of tell you what you would have known had you had all that experience prior to it happening. Like, so, <laughs> look. As you go through this, you can Monday morning quarterback all you like but don't do it and throw it in everybody's face. Use it as a learning tool. Okay? Do a look back. Write things down. Okay? Write some bullet points from what happens. Create. Here's the next phase of this. If you're gonna have communication that can affect your relationship, end that communication with some kind of an agreement that moves you forward. Okay, if that person needs help, offer the help, commit to the help. If you need help, ask for the help, commit to asking for the help and accepting the help. Um, If there's added responsibilities, make a real commitment to satisfy those responsibilities. And if you can't own it, just say, I can't. If you don't know, say, I don't know. You know, setting expectations is part of managing relationships if you set the wrong expectation you will damage the relationship because you miss the expectation and when you miss the expectation you disappoint all of those people who had it and that is where this can start so be conservative in how you set expectations be conservative in what you promise of yourself Mm -hmm. if you're unaware if you know you have a tendency to be late wear it i have a tendency to be tardy Some will tell you that that's disrespectful to other people. Um, I think it's disrespectful to myself and indirectly, yes, it is disrespectful to other people and I understand the frustration. I actually work hard at it um, and I fail at managing it very well. I don't have an excuse, but I tell people that up front. The other thing is forgetting things. Um, If we're having a a face-to-face conversation, and you tell me something and I'm supposed to have a deliverable from that conversation, you will always hear me say, send that to me in writing.
0: Mm -hmm. Ask
1: anybody on the team. Ask any of our clients. (laughs) Send that to me in writing because I will forget. I just got out of a board meeting today and they were like, Brian, you want to do that? I'm like, you better send me an email because I will forget. It won't get done.
0: (laughs) Well, it's so funny because it's not just in business. It's with us, like with his family too. He's like, well, did you text it to me? Did you email it to me? And it's just like for family stuff too. Send that to me in an email. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Got you. It,
1: you know, we all have limitations. That just happens to be mine. Uh, I'm the one who's at fault for cluttering my mind with so much. I'm the one who's at fault for taking on so much.
0: Well, it's my, it's me too. I am I am also very late and I am also very forgetful. So, you know, like the apple is like, still attached to the tree <laughs> and uh, i have also worked at not being late i don't know what it is i just i try and i try and i can't do it but you know the only thing that really helps me remember anything is if i have a sticky note right next to me kind of like this Yep.
1: Yeah. She put it in front of us (laughs) earlier. So yeah.
0: Need the sticky notes or somewhere else in an email because I will not remember.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The point is, is own those things about yourself. And if you own those things about yourself and you share them with the people that you have relationships with, you will notice almost immediately that your relationships start with a better foundation and you will have a better path in that relationship because the expectations, some of the expectations have already been set, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and it helps. I don't care if it's a personal or a business relationship. One of the things that I wanna caution everybody on is personal relationships mixed with business. I'm not gonna tell anybody you can't do that because we spend a third of our lives, our professional lives with our uh, workmates, with our team members. Mm -hmm. Relationships are spurred from that. It can be very dangerous because if you have a falling out um, with somebody that is personal based, it can really affect the office environment. It can affect morale. It can affect production. It can affect customers. It can affect vendors. It can affect everybody. It can be very uh, uh, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Go into those relationships with that understanding that um, we oftentimes develop a relationship, we really don't think that deep. This person is a great person. I really like that person. I'm going to go out and have a cocktail with that person or lunch with that person. And, this, and the relationship is built and that's a positive thing. But go into that with the, with the understanding that you will have some conflict sometime. And how you manage that conflict in that relationship is going to be very, very important.
0: And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying
1: you have to look at somebody and say, look, someday we're going to have conflict. So I want to handle it this way. I I don't necessarily mean that and owning that up front. But if you have that understanding, when it happens, you can manage it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And you can be a little bit more proactive and empathetic about what happens during the resolution of that conflict. And not have what happened to us. I had really amazing partners in the past. And the, the conflicts, you can't blame. I would take the blame for most of it. A lot of it is being naive and too aggressive. And I happen to be a very aggressive business person. And, uh, you know, I know what I know, and I don't know what I don't know. And when you uh, don't think like that, and I don't think that I don't know what I don't know, and you just jump headlong into things, and you don't, Engage with the people that you are partnered with You create risk and sometimes That risk can ruin relationships and very good people in our lives who are still very good people um, Are no longer part of our lives because of it. And it's nothing nefarious. They didn't do anything nefarious We didn't do anything nefarious But we don't have those relationships and um, I, fr- I ran into one in Vegas once. This was a funny story. Um, one of our partners I ran into in Vegas. <laughs> and well, he was there with his son's wedding, but it's like, hey, Brian, how you doing? We hadn't talked to each other in like seven years. So we had a great conversation for about three minutes standing next to each other and then we parted ways. But I know I came away from that, you know, thinking, wow. Those seven years would have been a little bit better if this person had been in our lives still, because I really enjoyed the time they had, even though it was only a short amount of time. But my point is, is manage those relationships, manage them well. And you're also going to come across. The last thing I want to talk about is when you come across people in your life that are toxic and Mm. and I mean really toxic in your life, Um, they make you feel bad. Um, they are nefarious, they are unethical, and you identify those traits in them. Get yourself away from them as far as possible, as quickly as possible and as far as possible, and do not allow a link to be created between you and those types of people. It's a very dangerous thing, it's not really ever affected me in a negative way to be connected that way, uh, with somebody, but I see the potential risk in being involved with somebody who has unethical business practices or is unethical in themselves. And we see what they do to themselves. We've, we've had clients and we've had employees and we've had partners who we've identified early and sometimes late that are unethical and who are nefarious in their thinking, amazingly self-centered, narcissistic, and they are toxic to an environment. They are toxic to your team. They are toxic to your customers. They are toxic to themselves and they don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. When you identify that, get as quick and as far a separation as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't offer them uh, much when you make that separation, just let it go. You don't need to. When you terminate a relationship, you don't need to give a reason. You can just say, it's not working out. Mm -hmm. You know what? This just isn't a relationship that's healthy for me and my team. Mm -hmm. And if they ask for details, you can just say, don't have any details, it's just not healthy. You don't owe them anything else.
0: Mm And I think as humans, too, we tend to have a nature to want to help people like that. I know that at least I do. When I see people that are, like, unempathetic or unethical, um, my gut reaction is to try to help them to become better. But, you know, nine times out of ten, you're not going to be able to. And you're just gonna be wasting your good energy on someone who's not going to change and who's going to drag you down. So...
1: Or yeah, drag your team down.
0: Yeah. Drag yeah. multiple people down. So... It, I know that like sometimes we feel like we want to help people like that but it's really rare that you can help people like that because people are only going to change if they want to change and most people don't like show signs of wanting to change when they're unethical and unempathetic right so and in
1: your team when you allow somebody like that in your team while you may be strong enough to handle what that person is doing you have team members who are probably not as strong as you and your weakest links can begin to really become weaker and it become very detrimental and what you can find is uh, destruction from the inside and mm-hmm. to think that because you're strong your team is going to be strong and because your team believes in what you believe in that they will support you and they will try uh, I gotta tell you I've had a number of uh, bad uh, experiences in our company not a lot and i was strong enough to work through them and i forced that strength onto the team and it it hurt the team and it hurt the company uh for a short time at least in in the area that 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 there was that influence and it wasn't until we took a step back got above it identified it and just picked it out right and The whole strength in trying to bring that person through that kept that those people in our organization was what Mary just said. I think we can help them. I think we can make them better. We've been so successful changing people in a positive way. We can help these people do it. But look, when somebody's nefarious, they're nefarious. Anybody who, in my experience, who has nefarious tendencies, narcissistic tendencies, thinks only of themselves. Um... They uh, aren't going to change And the only way they ever really do change is if something there's something that holds them dramatically accountable for their actions Mm -hmm. Um, Our experience is is they'll just try to do those actions somewhere else
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and And that's usually the case. So we get aggressive about that sometimes um, Because it does affect us emotionally and we put so much effort into people that relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So don't let that overpower you. I often do. Uh, I can get set off um, at the last minute. And I feel my emotions brewing because I feel like that relationship's been violated. And don't let yourself, if you can, or at least recognize it and own it. I just was telling a story. I have this story around here with everybody when they first come and work. There's a really respectful way to tell me off. And that is, you can come tell me off anytime you like. Because we have that kind of a relationship. But warn me first. So whenever usually I try to go and have that kind of a difficult conversation where it's aggressive, I will say to them, you know, I'm going to be unprofessional.
0: I'm going to be aggressive right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a little loud and I'm going to let you know how I feel. So I think that's a, res- you know, a respectful way of doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's important to note, too, that even when you do have like relationships that go sour... That shouldn't deter you from putting as much effort into the next person until that person shows you otherwise. Like, you should stay true to yourself and who you are, and you should approach each new relationship the same as you approached the last new relationship, because not all people are the same, and some people are going to surprise you, but it's at the point when you find out that you can't move forward with a relationship, that's when you decide to cut it off. You shouldn't decide to cut people off early because of bad past relationships, and I know that sometimes that can be hard, but... You still have to move forward and be true to who you are and try to not let past relationships affect how you treat others in the future.
1: Right. So where we said most people won't change from being bad to good, I will also say that most people you meet don't go bad. So the the, the number of people who are bad is a very small number of people. You know, it's always the rotten apples that ruin the whole bushel because they're always at the top. Mm -hmm. Right? So... We we see that in society all the time. Remember that. But while you can't change 99% of the bad people into good, 99% of the people in the world are good. So it's those 1% who's bad. So um, remember that in the back of your head. Keep that back there and understand that most of the people in your life are going to be good people. Mm -hmm. And... um, If you do that, and you take this objective approach, and you try to rein in those emotions, when you feel your emotions get high, try to pull them back and just have real conversations. Relationships are built on communication. And all communication, good and bad, relationships are built on communication. Mm -hmm. So make make those, have that communication. Make those... Uh, Talks. Make those emails. Make those texts. Make them count. Make them as positive as you can. Even in a negative uh, situation, try to find a way to make it positive. This is what was wrong. This is how you make it right. Never focus on the wrong. Focus on how to rectify the wrong. Okay? Somebody doesn't need to be hit over the head with what was wrong. You need to hit them over the head with what makes it right hmm okay that's where you want to have the repetition and the consistency not in the negativity
0: mm-hmm. you want to teach people how to yeah. be better you don't just want to nag on them for what's not good because that's when the negative emotion comes in but if you really genuinely try to help people be better even if you don't know what to do you can ask someone what do you need from me to help you and sometimes people don't know sometimes you can try different solutions but it's educating people and helping people move forward instead of just bogging them down.
1: Yeah, we've had clients that have tracked only the negatives. They, they track on a point system, only the negatives, mm-hmm. and they throw the points in front of their team members. I said, and I had to switch them, I said, well, how about if we focus on a negative as an exception and we throw points in there for a positive, and with every exception comes a positive Uh, change idea. And you can't throw too much of that at people. They can only learn so much Mm -hmm. in so much time. So um, you might have to keep track of it, but don't throw it in their face. Pick one. If somebody has 10 problems they have to work on, pick one, throw the positives at them to solve the one, then pick another one, throw the positives at them. That's how you build really good relationships in the work in the uh, workplace.
0: and good people and
1: good people that's right but good people build good relationships Mm -hmm. so look manage your relationships if you manage your relationship you manage your influence you also manage the influence of your organization so while individual to us right individuals have relationships so we have a relationship uh, our company has relationships and you can manage all of that. The influence that we have is predicated on us having good relationships individually and as a group. So remember that, stay focused on it. Get our book,
0: Individual Advantages. Yeah. Find the I.
1: Find the I and team it will help you understand yourself a little better, gives you some tips about some of the experiences we've had. Um, in our life, in developing relationships, good and bad, I share a lot of challenging issues that I have faced through my life in business environments that you can apply to your personal or your uh, work environment. Um, also, you know, like us on all the social media.
0: We're on Twitter at I IN Team Series and your Biz Doctor. We're on Facebook, the I IN Team Series. We're on LinkedIn, the I&Team series. And you can find IA Business Advisors on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Google My Business. And if you guys have any questions that you want to talk to us about, or if you want us to talk about a topic on our podcast, definitely shoot us a message on our Twitter page. That's the one I check the most. It's at i and team series. If you guys want to talk about anything, I'm always on there, and I'd be happy to chat with you anytime.
1: Yep. And subscribe to our podcast. It's on all of the podcasts. iTunes.
0: Stitcher. Stitcher. Apple, all of it. Yep.
1: Apple. Everything. Spotify. Uh, yeah. If you do the I and team podcast, you will find us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, please subscribe and tune in.
0: Yep. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good weekend.
1: All right. Have a great weekend. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the I in Team podcast. We hope we've positively influenced you and you've picked something up from the show that you can use in building and influencing other individuals or your team. Please join us soon for another program on the Voice America Business Channel.